Hello world, this is America's Supermom, and this is a special edition that I call the Corona Chronicles. During this time, we are suffering from a pandemic that is affecting everyone across the world. We are joined with the um, rules and regulations of uh, being shelter in place, which means we are limited with the ability to go about our daily business, confined to our homes based on a coronavirus that has been sweeping the entire world. Um, for some people, the effects could be mild. Uh, for others, it can be fatal. So we are coming together as um, a community, as uh, a family during this time of difficulty to share what it is like um, in our part of the world, how we are affected, and the things that we have in common, what kind of problems that um, are taking place in our industries and in our relationships and finances, and coming together so that we can um, plan for a better tomorrow. As this epidemic or pandemic um, crosses the world, you know, we are waiting for um, relief. We're waiting for the virus to um, die off and uh, for us to go back to some state of normalcy, whatever that may be, um, after um, things kind of settle down. So what is that going to look like once the dust settles? You know, how are things going to be different? So as we go through this um, process, we're coming together as a world to create ideas, strategies, connect in ways that we have never connected before. So that is the purpose of the special podcast that I call the Corona Chronicles, so that we can get some insight and have empathy and compassion on one another create new innovative ideas that can not only improve our life but our fellow brothers and sisters across the world thank you so much for joining us so i'm really excited about my next guest i just feel like they're family literally okay <laughs> <laughs> like it or not like yes, it or not we're family <laughs> The exciting thing is that, you know, I feel like I really know them personally, though. Really, we have never met in person, so this is exciting. So anyway, it is Kristen and Mary Fran. So I had the honor of being on their show, it seems like, forever ago, because, you know, all these days are running into each other. Oh, yeah. You know, um, but I'm really excited to have them with me today. I'm going to introduce uh, Kristen first, and we'll give it over to Mary Fran to kind of give us a little background on them before we dive into our conversation. So they'll tell you about their show and a little bit about how they got connected, and we'll go from there. So Kristen, it's on you. Oh, boy. I'm driving the train. Look out. Oh, brother. Buckle We're the seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, people. So um, I'm Kristen Smedley, and I'm I'm beyond happy to to be here. And the fact that we connected uh, with Lachelle is is fantastic. Um, 
I am not a super mom. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, interestingly enough, about every hour on the hour, I lose the nomination for mother of the year. (laughs) I tell you on that. (laughs) <laughs> I've got, uh, I have three kids. It feels like 13 most days. And in quarantine, it feels like I have 35. Mm-hmm. And uh, my two, uh, my two of my three kids, my two boys were born with a very rare blindness that, of course, I had no training in, no plans for, um, and had to literally learn to build myself and my life back up from ground zero because that's where I hit after those diagnoses. And with, with as I say, a multitude of resources and a heck of a lot of prayer and tantrums, which mm-hmm. were always fun, um, my guys are now, my boys are 20 and almost 17. And I have a sighted daughter who's almost 16. And Michael, my oldest, is at, he's supposed to be at Penn State, but he is looking at me every day in my kitchen now with quarantine (laughs) and my my middle son is a junior in high school and my daughter's a freshman but they are they are accomplishing all that they have set out to do and I will say this my biggest blessing in this entire crazy journey has Mm -hmm. been that um, as a mom the biggest gift has been that I learned a long time ago to take my dreams off of my kids and Mm -hmm. allow them to have their own because for me, I mean, they were extinguished, right? You say your mm-hmm. son's blind and all your dreams are gone. But that was the best thing that could have ever happened to my kids. And they've suffered without mm-hmm. believing my dreams on them. So mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Mary Fran. So I, my kids are all, praise Jesus, grown up and out of my house. It seemed like they kept coming back. They left. They came back. They left. They came back. But they're all—they're all somebody else's primary problem now because they're all married. Um, but my story is that my son, who is my oldest, um, I discovered or I learned on Mother's Day of 2010 that he was a heroin addict, and um, mm. we had—you know—we had had troubles and whatnot with him before. It wasn't like it just all of a sudden we woke up one day and that was the issue. But that was the day that it was defined as what it actually was, um, which was the best and the worst day of my life at the same time, if that makes any sense, because uh, obviously it's the worst day when you find out that your son is an addict, but it was the best day because we finally knew what we were dealing with. Mm-hmm. And that was when that was when I could really strap on my armor and go, okay, now we got to figure this out. Because up to that point, it was just a lot of, you know, you want to believe your kids. You want to believe them when, when you ask them, well, what's going on and what's wrong? And, and addicts are notorious, notorious for lying and manipulating. So for a very long time, he just kind of led my husband and I down this path because we wanted to believe him. And it wasn't until he overdosed on a pain medication on Mother's Day that we found out the truth. And... Um, I needed that. I needed the truth. I needed mm-hmm. to stop hanging out with denial and distraction, who are the mm-hmm. who are the best, biggest companions when you're in a crisis, you know, for, with mm-hmm. your kids sometimes. So, and um, as far as Kristen and I together go, we met a number of years ago, realized in talking with one another that although the details of our stories were not the same, our paths were remarkably similar in terms of finding that inherent resilience, uncovering that resilience that we both had, and then realizing that we were both kind of employing these very similar strategies to 
not only getting through the the moments of crisis, but then creating something afterwards with all these little bits and pieces that we learned. And that's where Brilliantly Resilient, which is our our thing. That's mm -hmm. where that was born. I love that. And so what it sounds like to me is the whole thing that, you know, many of us suffer with this, not just the mm -hmm. um, issues where we have problems with our kids, but just right now, there's a lot of people going through this pandemic that are in some type of denial, you know, be it oh, a sure. job that's being changed or, you know, this new normal that's going to take place. So what advice, I'll let each of you answer this, uh, would you give someone to get out of that denial phase? Well, so, I would um, say um, for me, my biggest thing with denial is um, it, it's the fear of facing it and just getting to know what it is that I need to know to move through it. And to be mm -hmm. a little more specific, like, when when my boys were diagnosed as blind, the hardest thing for me was the braille and the white cane because that was like slapping me in the heart that they were blind, right? And I thought I can never get my head around braille and the white cane. And once I did and got it to them, when I tell you that those are the two, the top two things for their success story, braille and the white cane, and they're the ones that were knocking me on, on, back on the couch early on. So you really have to get your head and, and to be even more practical in, in everyday life now. We know when my, when my husband left three years ago and turned our whole lives upside down, I didn't want to have to know about spreadsheets and finances and bank accounts and all of that. And as soon as if I, 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 if I would have just embraced that as much as I hated it earlier than I did, I could have saved myself a heck of a lot of sleepless nights and banging my head against the wall. You just have to, you have to go at the stuff that you're the most afraid of and find out what the tools are that you need to get through it. And it's just so much easier once you finally confront it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, we want to believe, we want to believe the good because nobody wants to be in that situation of, oh my God. However, if you really think about it, at least for me, we were already we were already in a pit with David. We were just in this awful place with him. And I, you know, there's a there's a quote by Winston Churchill that I that I just refer to all the time. If you're going through hell, keep going. Like don't stay there. Mm -hmm. And and that's how it came came to me. We can either live in this place that we're in, which is awful, or we can kind of figure out what it is move forward we can we can just visit that spot because you have to give it its due you have to acknowledge it we all have to acknowledge the and grieve i think for what we're going through now and what we've lost because we've lost a lot so we have to allow ourselves the grace to grieve and then we have to say you know what i'm not living here i'm not living in this sad place i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow this is another thing krista and i talk about all the time about not being married to outcomes I don't know, but I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. I'm going to try things and I'm going to see what happens because we're all in the same boat. The world is a level playing field right now. And mm -hmm. if you can get any comfort from anything, get it from that, that we're all creating new rules and new things. You just don't stay in hell, move out, keep going. And you know what, we, this whole thing was created because we, we have learned through all of the crap of everything 
that a lot of times it's the way you're looking at it. Like we could have sat there and we did for about 10 minutes, sat there and looked at this like, God, we had just launched this huge, this was supposed to be in person. We had it, all the files on my computer say the world tour of Brilliantly Resilient. We had, we had such an incredible live event here in the Philly area and we were on our way. People were blown away. And then literally days later, the world shuts down and we sat and we were like, are you kidding me? for a little while, but then we, you had, we had to look at it differently. We had to change mm -hmm. the whole look of it and say, then let's just go online. I don't know how, I mean, we know about Zoom. We know a few things. Let's just you try You know it. a lot of things after today. <laughs> yeah, right? Now we know all kinds of tricks with Zoom, right? Well, that ebook will come out later with the three of us collaborating, Right. you know? But, but we had to look at it. I mean, you can stand there and look at that door of my business closed. My, I can't get customers in here. You can keep standing there and kicking that door. Where is that going to get anybody? You got to look for a crack in another door or a window to open somewhere. And for us goofballs, that became a daily live show during a pandemic when there's no salons open. Like, please, seriously, what were we yeah. thinking? But yeah. there is so much product in my hair right now. I can't even tell you. <laughs> it's, it's just, oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, you guys are bringing up some great things. I want to go back to the whole thing about grieving of the loss because mm -hmm. a lot of people are there. And would you say you were grieving the loss of this fairy tale kind of like mindset of, you know, the perfect family, the kids working out right, or, um, you know, what was that grief really? You know, tell, tell us what that grief was. Well, well you know, I think <laughs> if I could give any advice to any new mother, the moment that child is born, the moment they put that child on your chest, start grieving for every thought that you ever had was going to work out the right way, because it's just <laughs> not going to work that way. It's just not. Just do yourself... A, a, an enormous favor and just let it all go right then. Yeah. You know? And, and Kristen, she just puts it so well. And clearly her kids had extraordinary circumstances, but we tend to imagine what we want our perfect life to be. We, we have this plan and we also think, we also think, and I don't know why we think this because it's never happens this way. We also think that if we institute something, everything's going to work out to the end goal that we have. Well, I don't know about you, but that never happens with me, like ever. I don't know why I haven't learned that lesson yet. But, you know, we, we have to allow ourselves the process of saying, you know what, I, I thought it was going to be this way. It's not. But let me tweak it a little and see what it is. Because invariably, with what you've lost, you've gained some other things. You've gained other things. So, so again, going back to Kristen's idea about tweaking perspective, Tweak your perspective a little bit. Yes, mourn the loss of, oh, gee, well, that didn't work out. But look at all this stuff that did work out. How cool is this? Yeah. That's good. I know for me, um, my, my divorce journey began, it was, it was almost 20 years of marriage. And for me, I realized the biggest thing, it was, hey, look, people, don't be, don't be grabbing any Kleenexes because it was something that needed to happen. You needed mm -hmm. to step out of this life and keep on going, right? Mm -hmm. However, which, so knowing that, knowing that it was going to be the biggest blessing eventually, I still was hanging on to, I intended to have a 50th wedding anniversary. What? 
why would that be the thing that kept bringing me back to my couch in tears? Like now that I can be three years past that moment and, and think, what does it matter with you? But I was so stuck, what Mary Fran always says, I was so stuck in the outcomes I had planned for myself. 50th wedding anniversary, you know, there we are standing together at the weddings. It would have been a, it would have been a, I can only say certain things on this podcast. So I, it just would have not been pretty, you know? It would have been continued to have been a nightmare, but I was so stuck on 50th wedding anniversary because my parents celebrated theirs and I thought that's what marriage was. That's what I intended and I couldn't pivot. And when wow. I finally let go of that, um, the my life ended up, it has gotten, you. the trajectory of my life after I let go of that has, it is so successful and amazing that it is it's the best revenge ever it's driving my ex-husband crazy <laughs> because everything took off when I let go of all those outcomes and just said let's get back to who Kristen is and who I was all those years ago and just was able to be myself but it, it took I mean I had to grieve the loss of that dream and mm -hmm. then move on I love that and so I love the thing that you mentioned earlier about whenever you're afraid, you have to embrace it and confront it. And so this is another thing right now, a lot of people are, you know, they have that realization that, okay, my job is ending or, you know, my income's not what it used to be. And even though we know we want to confront it, we're afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. So what was it that happened for you you know, or what shift in your mind to allow you the door to open that and say, you know what, I'm just going to take that chance. Well, I think for both Kristen and I, our experiences were so beyond the realm of anything we knew that it was easy enough for us to put our hands up and go, I don't know what the heck I'm doing here because I, I had no experience with drugs and heroin and all that. I had no frame of reference on that any more than Kristen had a frame of reference on blindness. So, you know, I think for us, it was, um, it was easy in the sense of we, we just had no choice. Like, I, I can't do this. I need people around me who can do this. However, um, for any of the rest of us, like I said, I think, I think at this moment in time, if that's what we're focusing on, mm -hmm. we are all in this at the same place at the same time nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow nobody knows how this is going to shake out so i think that idea i think one of the reasons people don't put their hand up is they're afraid of appearing to be less than in some way or another, mm. less informed less you know less brave less whatever well guess what we're all less than right now because we aren't what we were before so it should be it should be a comfort for anybody not able to figure this out to just say, I, I don't know what I'm doing. What ideas do you have? And it doesn't have to be put in a way that, you know, that you, that you make yourself smaller. You just go, Hey, what are you doing? Because I'm trying to figure this out. What have you tried? So there are ways to approach it that we can let go of that idea of being ashamed of not knowing because nobody knows what's going mm -hmm. on now. That's the best part of this mess right now. Everybody's yeah. in it. I love that. You know, it is so true. And um, that's just some practical advice. Now, not being married to the outcomes. I mean, we could have a show on all these different topics <laughs> that you guys are bringing up. And I appreciate you guys uh, sharing. But talk to us about how we can make that pivot. Because, you know, I think this is can be a game changer for a lot of people. 
you know, to have the whole idea of being able to experience life and have a level of curiosity and an openness, you know, a lot of people are afraid to do that. So how do we make that transition to where we are not married to the outcome? Well, I would say this. <laughs> One of the best pieces of advice I ever had was listening to, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, who's a yeah. you know, the entrepreneur and all. And I remember about two years ago, I heard him on an interview and he said, now remember, he's got what, billions of followers. He's on video. I, every single day, he's got at least 10 videos that he does. And he had said the first year of his business, nobody watched his videos. And instead of letting that stop him, he used that to drive himself to get better that by the time he grew a following, then he was good on video. He's like, don't ever look at my first ones. I was terrible. And that helped me think, okay, you know, you're starting something new. You don't have a big following yet. That's kind of where me and Mary Fran were starting too. We're like, no one's really watching this yet. Let's just figure this out. If the microphones don't work, if we look like idiots, who cares? Mm -hmm. No one's watching, you know? Um, but, and Mary Fran would always say, you think the world is looking at you and everybody's talking about you. They're not. <laughs> no, they're not that important. They're not, you're not so at the top true. of their list when you wake up in the morning. Like, you know, like we think that because we're in our own heads of, of right. that, you know, that everybody's looking to. No, they're not. Look how much we have to pay in Facebook ads and all that to get attention. Like, so just start, like, you know, we always say take that first action step not caring where you're going to land, but if you keep going, you eventually get there. And it doesn't look anything like you planned it to be, which is a beautiful thing because your mm -hmm. plans probably sucked in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody true. said to me when I had to get back into dating, I, I, I was like, oh my God, can you imagine dating in your late 40s? You got all these kids and whatever. And this guy said to me who went through it too, and then he, had, he was just getting engaged. And he said, Kristen, Best advice I can give you, get out there, fail early, fail often. <laughs> I was like, Tony, that goes like through business, that's dating, that's everything. So true. So true. You know, I think too, Lachelle, one of the reasons I think people are so afraid of, of letting go of their outcomes is because in the outcome, they succeed, everybody loves them, everything looks great. And they're afraid that if that doesn't happen, they're gonna look foolish or they're gonna look stupid. And I, Kristen and I go <laughs> say all the time, hey, look, are you afraid you're gonna look stupid? Guess what? That ship has sailed already. You already look stupid. At some point in your life, you looked really stupid and you survived. So let it go, yeah. get on the stupid ship with us and just don't, don't worry about what happens at the end because again, how many times do your plans exactly work out according to plan? I, if they do, I want to know you and I want to know your secret because it never and happens to me. That is so true. And, you know, it's all about perspective too because the thing that you're looking at, other people are not even noticing, mm -hmm. even if you have the best ideal situation. So you guys will do your show and you have some issue behind the scenes and nobody even knows about it. You know? But you're yeah. like... Oh, I cannot believe this is happening. You know, even like this podcast today. <laughs> no, and, they... and you know what? I think honestly, if you're if you're genuine about those kinds of things and you just say that to people, 
it it just it built such a bond it builds such relationships because no i mean let's be serious i somebody we interviewed somebody on the show a few a few weeks ago and she and she said she turned down a job that she was offered as it was tiffany o'donnell mm -hmm. oh. from women lead change and she said she turned down the ceo job that they had offered her because she said to herself I don't know anything about that. I've never been a CEO before. And as she was talking, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but you've never been anything before you've been it. So at some point, mm. at some point, you're always walking into something without knowing. So if mm. you do that and just go, okay, I'm going to figure this out. Are you going to make mistakes? Yeah. Are you going to fail? Yeah. Are you going to look stupid? Probably. But at the end of that journey, think about how much you will have gained. Yeah. So true. And you know what? There's going to be people that say that you suck. It is what it is. Yeah. You're not your people, first of all. And I mean, I had that early on when I started my nonprofit. Somebody that that was a board member sent something to all the board members saying, "Oh, it's a it's a scientific research organization." People, I was the one in biology class that was like <laughs> passing notes. I remember I would sit there and write out words to rap songs that I wanted to record with LL Cool J. I was paying attention to biology. I don't recommend that anymore because you might end up leading a scientific research organization someday. But somebody, a former board member said, Kristen needs, this is a big email, Kristen needs genetics for dummies. And I was like, oh, um, does that exist? Because uh, <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> what somebody had said to me, and I, I'm going to think of his name, I'm going to think of his name. He's a producer in Hollywood who's phenomenal. And I heard him, I think it was on like one of Oprah's Super Soul Sundays or something. And he mm -hmm. said, stop letting people that don't matter, matter. Mm. That guy didn't matter to me for nothing. He didn't raise any money. He only raised holy hell if, if it wasn't his idea and all that. that I, so I didn't let him matter. I didn't let him matter mm. at all. I moved mm. on and I, <laughs> and I Googled genetics for dummies and it exists on Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I think one of the things that's good about that realization is that we are not going to be good at everything. So it's just like back to what you were saying, Mary Fran, you know, everything is not going to work out ideally. You know, we are not like these superheroes that have every element in line, you know, so once we find our zone of genius, it allows us to just let the other stuff kind of roll off your back, you know. So, well, that's I mean, it. And it's about working your brilliance. I mean, that, that also gives you that opportunity. Okay, what do I, what am I not good at? Okay, well, then I'll find somebody else who is good at it. But hey, I'm really good at this, whatever that happens to be. And then there you go. There's your sweet spot. But you have it. to be willing to fail first to find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So what uh, good books and, or podcasts would you guys recommend to everybody right now? I just recommend whatever Kristen recommends because she's all on top of that stuff. <laughs> I'm sitting over here writing our stuff and Kristen's all over social media and everything. So I don't even know what the heck's going on in the rest of the world. I am so podcast obsessed. It's ridiculous. Even like my dogs are very inspired dogs because they listen the whole time. <laughs> Because I can't put headphones in when I'm walking them because I have to hear if another dog is approaching because mine has zero manners. So I have to. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, one of my most favorite podcasts that I just, we actually just interviewed this, this guy. It was like one of my dream come true things um, is, is Dr. Lee Warren. Um, 
check out his podcast. He is just, he, you know, uh, Max Lucado, if you listen to Max yeah, Lucado, yeah. Mm-hmm. one of my favorites too. And, and Lee is friends with Max and you can hear a lot of similarities in their stuff, but he's a, a parent of uh, five kids and, the, and his one son passed away a few years ago, but, and he's a brain surgeon that mm-hmm. also, um, you know, he believes at the intersection, that the intersection of science and faith. And he also says common sense. So he right. just has a really interesting take and he's addressing a lot of the issues that are happening right now for people. He, you just feel like he's like your pastor in your ear. It's really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's some great uh, words. Now, so how does everybody uh, get a hold of you guys or watch your show? When is it on? That type of thing. It's on every single day. It's hard to miss us. How do they not find us? People are trying to not find us. That's what's happening right now. My poor daughter that's almost 16. She's like, oh my God, mom. Everyone's on Instagram and Facebook. I told you, I'm everywhere. Oh God. So our, our website is brilliantlyresilient.net. Okay. And we have actually, we have a, um, a page on there that'll, that'll take you to show the show. We also have a YouTube channel, which is Brilliantly Resilient. We are, um, well, Kristen posts on Instagram all the time. We have a Facebook community that we would love to have people join because it's really turned into a wonderful group of people who are, are all about um, finding their own brilliance and resilience and then just sharing that with everyone else. And that's Brilliantly Resilient Facebook community. Um, and you can reach us, like I said, if you go to brilliantlyresilient.net, our contact info is there and you'll find way too much about us that you just never really even cared to know, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has just been wonderful. I mean, the backstory behind this uh, interview is just even more funnier. You guys have to catch that on another time. But you guys are just such a blessing. I'm so glad to have connected with you. And I need to reach out to y'all more often. You know, laughter is so important right about now. And just being able to have fun, these are some of the things that people really miss out on. And what I really appreciate about it is, you know, you guys are in Pennsylvania. I'm in Georgia. And I feel like I'm just right in the room with you guys. So Isn't that the best just, thing with all this yes. stuff? You, just, you can just be girlfriends with people who are all over the place. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, you it's have to get on a plane. My favorite yeah. thing. You don't have to travel. It's saving money. Saving mm-hmm. money. Yeah. <laughs> and one last mask I have to wear, okay? Because I'm telling you, oh, man. it's hard to breathe. Okay? It is hard to breathe. <laughs> I had one of those N95 things on the other day. I almost passed out. It was awful. <laughs> It's like there's too much carbon dioxide in here. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Well, thank you guys again. And I look forward to our next collaboration. I am so excited. Okay. All right. Back at you, Lachelle. Thanks so much for having us on. This was great fun. Thanks, Chris. Bye. See you guys soon. Bye Bye now. What a great interview. Had a lot of fun with these ladies. I loved the golden nuggets that they were able to share from not being married to the outcomes, living life um, through the lens of denial um, and how important it is to overcome that. Just so many things. Uh, If you were interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email me at info at LachelleAdkins.com. You can reach out to me through Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, and my YouTube channel. 
If something in this podcast resonated for you, it was an aha moment, please share it with others. It may be an aha moment for someone else. And those moments as they come can help us change the trajectory of the life that we're living and help us be better version of ourselves. So I'd appreciate if you would do your part in sharing the message to those that need to hear it. I appreciate you listening. And uh, if you are very impressed with the um, aha moments, the nuggets of wisdom that you are gathering through this podcast, please feel free to do a review so that other people may enjoy that too. Again, I want to thank you all for listening and have a wonderful day.